This is the Introvert's Bubble with Anang of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any apps to listen to is always appreciated. Since last season, so season three, you guys really liked my first episode for extrovert expectations, which means, especially like in American society, we prefer people, we reward and everything else, people who have more extroverted tendencies. And then there's our expectations that all people seem to have, which doesn't work great for introverts, that I like to just kind of myth bust. And so I thought I had to do a part two because y'all seem to have fun with the first one. And so this, I have number three, I have three more options right here. And these ones are a little harder to kind of get through because they're very prevalent and it's easy to fall onto these and also see the merit for them for a lot of people. Like you, there's, it's very prevalent in the idea of, well, this is something that's actually good for you. You should do this or that there's other research behind it and stuff like that. So first one is that if you need to get ahead in life, you need to be different. And that usually more like you need to be more extrovert. So if you want to be better at your job, you need to be better at talking to people. You need to be better at sailing, doing sales. You need to be better like team player for getting raises. If you want to be better at like getting dates and everything else, you got to like get out there and like really talk to people and you really need to just put yourself out there kind of thing. But that's not, if that's not naturally how you are, that's putting up a false pretense of who you are and different things like that. And we don't really want that in our lives because if you keep doing that, there's the, the idea that it's never going to end because if you keep trying to do a better job or they have the expectation that you're already going to be a great salesperson, the one talking all the time, making all these calls and stuff, that you're going to have to keep doing it. There is going to be no end to it. You literally have to do that. The same when you start dating someone, it's going to feel a little... Feel a little like lying that you were like, oh, we are gonna go out all the time, and we you wine and dine, and you have all these big things going on, and that's not who you are in real life. Like you want to just be low key, you want to just sit at home sometimes. It's like yeah, you do want to kind of get out and like date someone and kind of just get each other outside of like their comfort zone a little bit, so they can kind of be more open to talking. But if if I'm never going to just go meet somebody at a bar and then I'll only go out, keep going out to bars all the time because I don't really care to do that. I don't drink. I don't like the atmosphere most of the time. Like, it's not like a bad atmosphere, but it's just, it's not my scene. That's not what I care to do. Yes, I can go out with some friends and some family members and go hang out sometimes, but it's not something that I want people to think that it's like part of who I am, part of like what I do in life. It's part of like this important something to me. Number two, this is the one that I definitely have had people really get angry at me about, will argue with me, and try to reason it out or like, well, this is the research, is that if you don't look people in the eyes, you're lying. Now, this is part of that that psychology thing. I can't remember what the whole thing was, but it was like this whole psychology thing of like, when you your body language shows what you're doing, which some of it is true, but this was kind of one of those more people, those armchair psychologists that like take a piece out and like the, 
news anchors, all these people doing articles and shit like that just took this one piece instead of the whole thing and ran with it. And now everyone thinks that one that doesn't work for people who are in any sense, the autistic spectrum, who people are shy, who people are really just have social anxiety, not looking someone in the eye. It does not mean they're lying. Like I literally have people where I'm talking to them and I look away and they're kind of like, well, why can't you just, what? Why can't you just keep looking at me? Because I, I can't trust you that way. I'm like, there's no reason for me staring at you. Like, that's not really helpful for us introverts. That is, people take it a little too seriously. If you're having a one-on-one conversation about something very important, then yeah, maybe. That's kind of something that goes on there. But there are other factors you put in together about what they're saying, how they're saying things, how they're reacting to things, how they're underreacting to things. What the rest of their body language is doing on like they're shifting, all this stuff that just because I'm not looking you in the eye does not mean I'm lying about whatever we're talking about. Like if you literally are talking to someone about cheating, yeah, you, you want to have like kind of their attention areas. But if I'm literally talking about what me and a friend did and it was a funny story of how someone had like they tripped somewhere and stuff like that. And I'm in the middle of kind of like reenacting parts of it of like, oh, my God. And I don't look at you and I literally people accuse me of lying. Like, oh, you just make up the story because you won't look at me the whole time for it. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any fucking sense. If I have to, if I wanted to, like, partially reenact, like, the surprise look of someone's face or, like, how the person, like, tripped over the thing, I can't be staring at you the whole time doing it. So please, please stop forcing that on people. Stop making it seem like that is, like, the end-all be-all, like, the only answer. If you don't look at me. You are lying. That's not what the actual psychology research showed. Someone just took that little piece and just blew it up. And the third one is actually one I've had other friends tell me. The extroverts don't always want you to go out with them. Sometimes they want you to slow them down. Like I literally have other friends who are like, yeah, I love going out with my friends all the time. I love going to different parties, go on different things. But I am their quiet space. I am the calming one. It's like sometimes we just want to sit and just chat. Sometimes we want to just talk about books. We want to just binge watch a Netflix series together and just have fun. Like I'm the one that people kind of just want to just hang that if, even if they want to do something out and about, like if they want to just kind of take their time, I'm usually the one they do it with because they don't want to have to worry about being the life of the party. Like I literally have friends who are more, they're the ones that are kind of everyone gravitates towards or the ones that everyone wants to talk to. And sometimes, sometimes they don't want to have to do that. They don't want to have to do the performance because it is sometimes, even if they love it, even if they're great at it. Sometimes the extroverts need us as much as introverts need extroverts for certain things, to just be quiet, to just kind of be calm, to not have to go out, not have to just do all this extra work. And the thing is, is like, it's nothing wrong with that. Like we have, as introverts, have some extroverted friends because they're the ones that kind of like remind us to go out. Like I go out and do more things with certain friends more often because they're the ones that invite me and I like their group of people. I like what they do. They're not always... Like, I, I used to not hang out with some people because they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to this this uh, concert all the damn time. But they were not very, like, safe places for some of the women. 
So I'm like, I don't want to go there. And it was really loud. Someone always thought it'd be cool to like throw a girl into a mosh, mosh pit. Like, not what I want to do. But I have a different friend where we wanted to go to one. But it was a bigger kind of festival for it. And so we came and went to different concert spots. We went and sat a ways to have lunch. We went for a walk somewhere. We kind of, Whatever other things we're doing. That worked for us. But also, if she literally just wanted to go out for a walk... She was like, she grabbed me and we go for a walk. We take the minute away from everyone else to just kind of just relax, stay away from things. So don't always expect that having an extroverted friend or even extroverted like significant other, that you always have to move yourself to their level. Because sometimes they want to go down to ours. And I don't mean like down like we're worse people or everything else. It's like energy level and our needs and excitement and everything else. Like sometimes they just want to just want to chill. And we can provide that because that's what our standard level is. Usually it's pretty just chill. So those are my three next versions of extrovert expectations for part two for this season. So little myths and things that you got to make sure you just kind of don't fall into. Don't let other people make you feel bad. You are who you are. Don't have to worry too much about it. It's just you'll figure out how you go about in life. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon, where you can get more info, check out products. Hit me up on Instagram at the Introverts Bubble or Courageous Creativity. 